Welcome to CII Radio. I am Molly Birchall, Communications Executive at the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to Alistair Walker and Ian Simons. In this episode of the podcast, we are talking about the professional map and ways the CII and PFS are supporting members with their career progression. We are joined by Alistair Walker, Managing Director at HA&W and Chair of the PFS Power Panel, and Ian Simons, Customer Director of the CII. Here is my conversation with Alistair and Ian. Hello, Alistair and Ian. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Ian, firstly, can you tell our listeners about the professional map? What is it and how will it benefit members? Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, So the professional map is the new competency framework for insurance and personal finance professionals. And it lays out the technical expertise and behaviours that will help professionals to progress their careers. And in a nutshell, it will enable professionals to do a number of things that they may have to do currently in a sort of manual or ad hoc way that we're trying to help them do more uh, effectively. So, for example, you can self-assess your existing competencies against the standard. Uh, You could use it to identify future career pathways. Uh, You can use it to prepare for appraisals and development plans. And you should also be able to use it to find relevant learnings to fill any skills gaps that it might have helped you identify. Uh, It also is aimed at employers. So you can look at your whole business's uh, skills map. So it'll help them to do things like um, develop standardized job specifications, design competency-based interviews and evaluations. So that helps them with a more inclusive uh, approach to accessing new talent. Uh, And it'll help them prioritize organization skills development plans. So fundamentally, the professional map is there to give members that standard or a benchmark to uh, test themselves against, which has been set by members and the market and practitioners so that we all know what a professional should be able to do, say, and what objectives they should be able to achieve uh, at whatever level and function they're in. Brilliant. Thank you. And Alistair, how have the practitioner panels fed into the development of the professional map? And how will they continue to shape it in the future? Uh, Morning. Uh, Thanks for having me. And uh, it's a great question. The financial planning panel, or the power panel, as it's kind of better known, I think, uh, have been involved in discussions with CII and PFS for, I'd say, at least, well, for as long as I've been on it, so at least four years, five years, about qualification frameworks and about competency and how they map together, um, sort of how they gel. And... I was very um, sort of grateful, really, to be asked to feed into the professional map framework for personal finance. Uh, it's fair to say that the first conversation was, uh, I think, interesting for all parties. Uh, people in sort of education design come up with a fantastic idea, and they go, right, let's let's work out all the things that people need. Uh, but then it needs to be kind of kicked around a bit and challenged and pushed on by people who are actually doing the work. 
Uh, and so somewhere in that gap between sort of educational design, competency design, and real world experience, I think we've come up with a, a really decent kind of middle ground that helps to meet the needs of finance professionals. Can't speak for anybody else, unfortunately. In terms of going forwards, I say that conversation continues. Uh, this isn't in, it, from my perspective as a practitioner and as somebody involved with the Personal Finance Society, this isn't at all job done. Yeah, we, there's, there's continued evolution uh, and revolution required for the education framework, uh, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Brilliant. Earlier this year, the CII launched Future Me. Ian, how can members use this to further their careers? Thanks. Yeah. So Future Me is slightly different uh, from the professional map, but they're complementary in some respects. So uh, if you look at the professional map as the standard or the benchmark of the competencies that you need when you're in the profession and how to progress to, to be the best professional you can be, Future Me is more about your career plan. So uh, it's quite tactical in terms of helping you identify those future career directions you might want to go into. So that could be uh, a vertical move upwards, or you might decide, actually, I want to look for a completely different set of skills uh, and, and opportunities. Um, and that then gives you some tools to do that, like CV builders, interview simulators, jobs boards. And then there's a vast library of, of short e-learning assets that help you with career and um, job skills like um, what IT skills might I need if I wanted to go into slightly more data focused role or what business skills might I need if I wanted to be in a more customer facing roles uh, sort of thing. So um, if you look at it as future me helps you to get a plan in place for your future career and get you ready for it, then the professional map tells you really whether you've got the competencies to to, to meet those roles and particularly in your existing one, how well you're doing in, in um, demonstrating your professional competencies against what consumers expect. Okay, thank you. And Ian, what further developments can members expect to see with the professional map and future me? So, um, as Alistair was saying just now on the professional map, um, it's really critical that no one sees this as done. Um, I'd hope that it's as good as it can be right now, but it, the, the absolute point of it is we know the profession moves, uh, market changes, client needs change, regulations change, so so does the professional map. So, uh, we are encouraging frequent iterative feedback and you can literally email us at insight at cii.co.uk if you uh, if something comes to mind you go well i'm not sure you've covered an area that's really important to me or my business uh, where does that fit in here we want to hear that and we want to make sure that uh, that as frequently as possible we're, we're sort of kicking the tires on it and saying actually there's a more there's more needed here or uh, we need to make it clear how this leads to the right consumer outcomes um, and then we'll also be doing a more um, formal structured review process so probably on a fairly annual basis we'll be reaching out to all of the um, panels and uh, stakeholder groups that we've engaged so far in the development to say uh, it's been a year you know we've had some feedback here and there can we get back together and look at it top down and say have we got the right structure here is there any major developments that we need to think about again I'd hope that with all of the hard work and input we've had from um, people like Alistair and hundreds uh, over 800 other people uh, fed into it in one way or another hopefully we've got the structure 
pretty much there. So it should hopefully be an opportunity for us to tweak and um, dial up and dial down certain things dependent on, on needs. But we won't know until we get that feedback. But we're absolutely committed to make sure that, that we do update that. Um, so please, it's your map. Um, have a play with it and tell us your thoughts and we'll do our best to try and incorporate as many as possible of them as, as soon as possible. Excellent. And Alistair, what are your thoughts on these services and how beneficial do you think they will be supporting professionals with their career development? So the two sort of separate strands, I, I can see the uh, professional map being quite helpful for somebody sort of fresh into trying to break into financial planning career. Uh, it's fair to say that it's possible to really go from zero to being diploma qualified in financial services uh, with no on the ground experience. And I've, I know many people who've done that. Then they've got to the end of the diploma and they've gone, right, now I'm employable. And the challenge is, for speaking as an employer, that isn't necessarily true because there's a whole list of other requirements as well as being diploma qualified that, that you need. So the professional map should help somebody in that situation go, well, okay, what else do I need? And how can I evidence that? So I could see that being uh, really helpful there. Uh, from running a business perspective, uh, I think Ian's already touched on this really, but, but it's about seeing what, what are we actually lacking in our teams? Uh, what areas might we think we're uh, covered on, but actually when we delve in a little bit more, there's some extra work we could do. So from the professional map perspective, I, I see that, that working really well. For future me, uh, I think the key message for me, having had a look through the, the system, is that you need a focus before you start. So I'm not sure if anyone else on this podcast has ever got themselves down the rabbit hole of productivity YouTube, uh, for example. But it's very easy to spend hours and hours and hours sort of honing your approach to something and then lifting your head above the parapet and going, actually, that was no use to me. Like, like, what did I learn? What did I gain? So I feel like a platform like that is best used in conjunction with mentoring and coaching discussions, either within the business or, or external to it to find out, actually, get, get some feedback. What, what areas of my own personal development would I benefit from? And then go and find some focused content about that. Otherwise, it's either overwhelming because you log on, you go, oh, wow, there's like 3,500 different things to look at. Where do I start? Or you find yourself down a rabbit hole that isn't particularly useful. So I think with some focus, a uh, platform like that can be helpful. Okay, thank you. And as chair, Alistair, of the Power Panel, you help support PFS members with the CPD needs and providing best practice guidance. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the the panel oversees what is known as the as the sort of PFS Power Project. Uh, amusingly, that name was originally a conference title, uh, and and it just stuck. So uh, we've run with it since then. And it started off trying to meet a need that was identified around financial planning specific content, uh, contrasted to uh, technical uh, financial advice, product based, etc. content of which there's lots already out there. Um, we saw a need that, that to be filled and, uh, and we ran with it. So. The, primarily, uh, it's about financial planning content, how to get into financial planning, how to transition to financial planning from a more traditional financial advice model, but also 
complementary to that. It's about content that people already doing financial planning may find useful. So there are some quite deep dives into fairly technical uh, financial planning content. But there's also a wealth of uh, sort of advice, opinion, uh, and knowledge around running a business setting up a business from scratch uh, and areas that aren't traditionally covered by professional body um, sort of CPD type content. Uh, so that was the aim. Mostly it's webinars currently. Uh, the, the world went virtual sort of by force in 2020 and, and, and we uh, really sort of hit the ground running there. And that has been incredibly uh, well sort of watched and, 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 and reviewed. But we are now moving back into the sort of face-to-face -face content space as well. Uh, and that, I suppose, relaunch really is going to be mainly at the Festival of Financial Planning, which we're sort of a key part of planning. And that will be November the 1st and 2nd. Cool. Thank you. Where do you feel there are the biggest skill gaps in financial planning? So to give some context to, to that, to my answer to that question, historically, the route into a financial advice business was from a sales force. You would start your career in, probably wouldn't think of it as a career at the time, but you'd get a job at, you know, let's say the Prue, for example, and you'd go around knocking on people's doors and selling them life insurance. You'd be a sales force member. And then you'd think, okay, this isn't really a long-term plan, so I'm going to go and do something else. You'd look around, you'd go, hmm, I could run my own business, that'd be great, or I could join a small business, that, that'd be nicer than working for a big corporate. And that was how... IFAs really came about as a concept in the sort of 80s and 90s. Those sales forces don't exist anymore. And alongside that, the concept of financial planning as a sales job is falling away. And in general, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good development. I think clients end up with a better outcome if, if their advisors or planners are focused on, on them rather than the products they can sell them. That's great. However... What the sales forces taught was soft skills in a very broad sense, you know, was how to conduct yourself in a meeting, how to follow up effectively, how to speak publicly, all these extra bits that really there isn't a, a go-to source for uh, currently. And so when people are joining now the financial planning profession as a potential career, so we have uh, university graduates uh, joining graduate schemes, we have people in schools saying, actually, this is something I want to do. They might have seen one of the many sort of outreach projects that the PFS do. They're going in without that, you know, in inverted commas, sales skills knowledge. Uh, and that's the biggest gap, I think. And, and that's one of the areas that, that PFS Power sort of tries to help fill. Okay, thank you. And Ian, where can members go to find out more about both the professional map and Future Me? So, uh, both of them, unsurprisingly, on, on the website, basically. But um, if you start with Future Me, uh, that's uh, best accessed through your MyCII login. Uh, so, that requires that single sign-on login. It's nice and simple, but it means that you, you've got uh, access straight into that uh, bespoke view. Um, so, MyCII as part of your um, existing login. Um, and the professional map doesn't require a login because we committed to make sure this was available to everyone, even if you're not currently a member. We hope that this would be a, a reason why finding out more about your competencies might lead you to invest in your professional skills. So uh, there's no login required for that. And uh, there, there's a, a link from the, the homepage of either the uh, 
PFS or CIO websites. Um, and perhaps if we can see if we can get the actual link dropped into the show notes for this um, podcast, that might give people an even quicker way of, of accessing it if they want to go that way. Sure. Thank you. And Alistair, could you direct listeners to where they can find more power content? Yeah, absolutely. So um, pfspower.org is the hub. Uh, that has really all the all the past webinars, any future webinars uh, that, that, that are uh, being scheduled. Um, we also have a Twitter account at PFS Power. You can find the LinkedIn group if you search on LinkedIn for PFS Power as well. That's growing and, and sort of turning into a nice community. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, the key uh, for me is the Festival of Financial Planning, which is free for any PFS member to attend. It's going to be at the NEC uh, on the 1st and 2nd of November. We will have a stand for PFS Power there. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be there uh, both days, so come and say hello. Uh, that's where you can find us. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you, Alistair and Ian, for sharing this information and for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, goodbye.